Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Here on the Lazy Geeks Network. What? What? Woo woo. Woo woo. Woo. God, if they couldn't make him seem any more like he was on a plantation. <laughs> so racist when he did that. I was like, man. All man. he needed to do to top that off was, my name is to- my name is Kuta Kinte. <laughs> he was already in Roots, too. Mm-hmm. That ain't right. <laughs> it's spe- it's special wrong when it's somebody in Roots. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So this is the second to last episode of the Lazy Geeks podcast before our season finale. Um, A.K.A. vacation. Vacation time. <laughs> Where we'll be out there sitting on a beach earning 20%. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm actually taking actual vacation during the vacation too. Yeah. Yep. I'll be. I have the second off because it's my wedding anniversary. Oh, nice. And I'm the week after that. I got the Thursday, Friday, then Monday, Tuesday off. Get that special long vacation. <laughs> doing anything or just sitting at home? I'm just. Not, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> no, that's just not even in the cards. <laughs> I'm just sitting at home. We might go to dinner for the anniversary. That's about it. Ah, uh, guys, gonna go to Mickey D's put cheese on it though oh there you go no she you not, know she wants not to su- go not super size because that's just a little strenuous there it's still not an overly classy place but she's always wanted to go to native new yorker and there's one down the street mm. so i'll probably just take her there my, my <laughs> wife my I'll wife take her there <laughs> my wife and i are both cheap like if if i took her to a really like there's a restaurant here called the point Mm-hmm. And it's super expensive, and you know, even Phoenix has high class fucking joints. And if I took her there, she'd be pissed the whole fucking time. She'd get a water, <laughs> and just too much money. 
Yeah, it's like I can't believe this. And then I do the same thing. Like oh if we God. if we go to fucking <laughs> we go to Chili's, I was like, you're gonna get the ribs. I'm trying to get that side salad. Damn ribs, you got your fucking mind. <laughs> God, Chili's. <laughs> We're so cheap, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's okay though yeah <laughs> you're about that life <laughs> that's right about that broke life <laughs> shit uh um i'm gonna deviate off the uh, show notes real quick uh <sighs> shut up uh adam actually introduced me to a, a documentary i didn't even know was out there that's the thing oh yeah i should have put this in the show notes <laughs> yeah <laughs> I didn't even know it was out there. I know. I heard about it like two days ago myself. Yeah, it was, uh, what's it called? Uh, um, Chaos on the Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a documentary on the first season of Star Trek The Next Generation. How I did not know this was this was out or even in the process of being made, I do not know. But uh, Adam texts me at like 12 o'clock yesterday, last night and he's like, Yo, I got that, you know, chaos on the bridge. Like, I'm supposed to know this. And he just found out himself. I'm like, what is that? I should have been like, figure it out. <laughs> Get out of bed. Look on Google that bitch. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, a- so it basically chronicles the uh, the first season or two of the next generation, Star Trek The Next Generation, and like how it came to be and how it was just so almost destined to fail and you 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 even after watching it you wonder how it kept going yeah because it's not one of those like oh star trek was great and this that and the other thing it was it talked to the writers about Gene roddenberry and kind of the the shitty things he had done even inadvertently him or his uh what do you want to call it tentacles uh, uh, and his combative and the combative style with Paramount, and just you know, and it talked with uh, uh, Rick Berman and Brennan Brega and Maurice Hurley and DC Fontana. A lot of the a lot of the writers that had come on, uh, Ron Ron Moore, a lot of the guys that came on during the first first two seasons. And then Patrick Stewart and Gates McFadden and uh, Tasha Yar is in it. She didn't say rape gang. Uh, I'm surprised. I, I was kind of surprised too. And they didn't show a scene that said about the rape gang, which also. You know what's funny is Tasha Yar was the only. No, Patrick Stewart was there. It was just Patrick Stewart and Yar. Riker was in it. Oh, yeah, Riker was in it for a second. And, and so um, was uh, the doctor was in it for a second. The doctor, yeah. And Pulaski was only in it for like that one little statement well, it, what was crazy is that i didn't realize that no one liked her and she didn't like anybody yeah like she that's basically she said um like when i she told uh well um william shatner basically his hostess which i thought was actually kind of cool and he wrote and directed it as well so that's kind of a cool little thing of the original crew uh captain looking looking back on the the new crew but yeah uh, Go ahead. And I was just throwing that. No, she she told Shatner. She goes, when I worked with you, it was uh, like okay. she blatantly said it sucked. Yeah, like, she was. Well, she said when I worked with you, we had scenes. We had, you know, it was acting. She goes, but when it was the next generation, it was the futuristic and props with people in it. Yeah. And I could kind of see that. But the second season really didn't have the kind of episodes that eventually came out later on. 
but to me, her insertion into the show was more, it felt more of like a Dr. McCoy kind of thing, a female McCoy. And that didn't work for me because it felt like you're trying to put somebody in a situation where they didn't need to be. And then finding out kind of the reason why Gates McFadden left, you know, left the show. And so it, it's actually really interesting. If you haven't checked it out yet, you should. It's Well, she, she worked for Starfleet Medical for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I definitely would recommend checking it out. It's, it's really cool because you get a lot of the behind-the-scenes shit. And it's kind of funny because a lot of them are just kind of talking, you know, like it how, how it was. The only one that was actually a little bit diplomatic was Brennan Bregaw. Yeah. But everybody else kind of even Rick Berman was speaking kind of off the cuff, you know, just kind of this yeah, is it was it was great. It was cool. And like, they had these cool little animation those cards. Were, those were awesome. They were so great in between like when they were talking and stuff. It was really good. Like I was impressed with it. It's about like an hour and 20 minutes, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and like you know, Shatner's doing the interviewing, and uh, you know he's kind of being the interviewer because that if you've ever watched Shatner do his interview shows, he really gets people to talk. He has yeah. a really good dynamic that way, and he's kind of did the same thing with them. And uh, you know, and it was funny because when people were talking about Kirk and they're talking about him, they're talking about Kirk as a th- in a third person, which I always thought was kind of funny. You know that it's like well, I still I I thought it was great. Like, people were, of course, they're going to talk about the Kirk character, especially when they're talking about um, casting um, Stewart and stuff like that. But um, they would say how great Kirk was, and, and they needed, they, some of them wanted a, a Kirk. They wanted a handsome, charismatic character. Right. And motherfucking Shadow didn't even blink. Yeah. This motherfucker <laughs> just sat there steady staring, like, like, I already know that shit. Like, exactly. my time right now. Like, yeah. uh, and you're telling me this as if I didn't know? All jokes aside, though, I thought I thought that was pretty gracious of him right. because the show is not about him. Yeah, and he you didn't, know I mean? he didn't give his his two cents until he was kind of on the spot with it. And and yeah, I, what was his, what's his name? Purple Goatee Man. Yeah, Stephen uh, Ira Bear, who wrote a couple episodes in the second season and third, I think. Uh, you know, said, you know, uh, approached him and said, like, you know, how did you feel about the show? You know, you not being in it at all. You know. Because they were talking he was about honest that. too. He didn't yeah. lie. Yeah, he was just like, no, oh, yeah, I was a little, a little upset with it, you know, and, uh, and yeah, and to be honest, I mean, you wouldn't be able to do it a series like that with the older cast, you know, not, no. I mean, salaries as well as just, you know, they're getting on in age, you know, how, how many seasons would you be able to do? Well, also, I think Kirk didn't fit. And they even said they even said what Roddenberry was trying to do yeah. was when when it was the sixties, he basically Roddenberry was making the captain what he wanted to be. Yeah. So in the sixties, he wanted to be with all the ladies, he wanted to be fucking around, he wanted to be all action and stuff like that. But as he got older, he wanted to be a man of more wisdom and 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 careful planning and stuff like that. So you kind of saw that in his captain choices. Notice they didn't mention that he was French. Yeah, no one ever mentions that. No one mentions that, but he's French. You know, it's like it's in the show. He's French, but no one like, you know, what do I need to? When Patrick Stewart goes, you know, tell me what I needed to know about the character, and he, you know, he said that, you know, gave him the Captain Hornblower books and said that's all you need to know. And I was like. And he's French. I kept saying that in my head, like, 
and he's French, and he's French, and he's don't fucking walk away from that like you don't know that. <laughs> don't walk away from me, motherfucker. You hear me asking? <laughs> I, I actually just fucking I searched on Google why it says why didn't a French actor play Captain Picard? Well, it was funny because you know when maybe they should... the French surrendered to the British during World War Three. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually extremely believable. It's totally believable. Oh my god! Uh, but it's funny because the actors that they showed, which is the first time I saw the actors that were considered for it, um, <laughs> it was like, okay, no, you know, Yafet Koto at the end when they mentioned him, I was like, what? I was like, Yafet Koto, what the fuck, Running Man, dude. <laughs> You know, as, as being potential Captain Picard uh, uh, actors. I'm kind of reading here someone like someone talking about. It. He links to a, a Trek movie article. Basically, the character was was written to be French originally, and then when Justin heard uh, Stewart do a read, he was like, "Oh, we have to have him." And but I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking, well, why don't you just change it? Like yeah. it would be dramatically easy to make him like instead of instead of his family owning a vineyard, yeah. they owned a brewery, right? <laughs> in London, you know and, what I mean? And he, spoke cool. with, and he spoke with a Cockney accent, you know, instead of a posh English accent. You know what but, I'm saying? But the thing, but that's the thing is that it goes back to, you know, a Roddenberry kind of thing because they really kind of stressed on how. Roddenberry saw this. This is how it was. This is how it is. That's how it's going to be. I liked how they got into it, though, and they explained it like Roddenberry was essentially a lunatic. Yeah. But they gave you logical reasons as to why. And they explained it as like he was he was he did very well the original series. And then he was just kind of he was the has been for so long. And this was his second chance. Yeah. The whole desert metaphor that they gave. Yeah. You know, this is his second chance to really prove not only himself, but to prove his vision of the future. Yeah. So he was just so protective of how it was going to be. And his his health was failing as well. Yeah. So and it was funny, too, because when you, you hear some of the writers kind of getting to the point where they were, it looked like it was kind of, you know, coming off badly, they, they kind of switched gears. I think yeah. it's because they all had um, they had a drastic pro- amount of respect for him. Yeah, but and they, they also had a, a a rightful amount of anger and frustration, and of course. but you know yeah really good really good doc you guys should check it out especially if you're a Star Trek fan, um, and uh and and definitely check it out really really in, really interesting to to read, or to watch yeah. sorry, that's good. All right, so, um, dude, I found this place I have to check out, dude. I, I, I was looking at that lake. Yeah. I was. Uh, it was funny because I was. I was trolling my uh, my Facebook feed. You're yeah. trolling yourself. <laughs> I'm trolling myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know when I make a comment, I'm like you ain't that smart. You ain't that good. <laughs> First, you know that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you all put you put a post of like something you had at a nice restaurant, and then you comment on that looks like shit. <laughs> Or, or immediately post first, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that. <laughs> See if anybody notices. Just a troll it myself. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but uh, one of my cousins had posted this uh, pictures from this place called Neon Retro Arcade. It's if you're out here in LA, it's located in uh, Old Town Pasadena on uh, South Raymond Avenue, and I'll have the link in the show notes. But uh, it's really kind of fucking cool. They have a lot. They they on their website they claim they feature 40 plus classic arcade games and pinball machines which have been restored to their old glory. They're talking Space Invaders, Ms. Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, all the greats. Uh, they also say they have comfortable video game stations, which I saw a picture that showed like a Wii U station where it's like a couch and the TV and you got the game pads and all that shit uh, where you can challenge some friends to the latest next-gen next games. Uh, they also say leave your quarters at home because all the games at uh, Neon are set to free play. Admission only costs 10 bucks an hour. You think about that with most video games now. If you've ever gone to a video game, it's like a buck fifty, you know, to play an arcade game. Mm-hmm. There's an arcade. There's an arcade here. I used to go there when I was a, a teenager. It's called GameWorks. Bitch has like two bucks a game. Yeah. Now upstairs they have. A, I don't know if they still have it, but they have like a classic game, mm-hmm. and that was like fifty cents a play. Yeah. You imagine in a in an hour you probably would kill more than ten bucks. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, so isn't that the whole point though? But right, still. <laughs> exactly. But ten bucks per hour, and you can you you know you can enjoy all the video games, pinball machines, and consoles you want during your time. Uh, so it's just it, it's it's really awesome to look. And I was thinking, dude, I take twenty bucks, go give me two hours, bitches. I'm gonna be you know I'll be right. here for a bit, you know. But oh, that'd uh, be a chill day, like like go yeah. to homie or something like that, and just be there all fucking day yeah just keep dropping you know dropping it and stuff like that it, and it, it looks like they make money off of the little stuff too like they got snacks in there and yeah stuff yeah. like that and adam when adam was looking at it, he's like you know a gamer has owns this place because it opens at noon and closes <laughs> at 10 and friday saturday op- closes at midnight it's and- randomly closed on tuesday oh what? yeah because that was that was new release day <laughs> yeah because yeah, we're like dude it closes on tuesday it's a random day and then all of a sudden i go oh wait that's new release day <laughs> so you gotta get that shit all right <laughs> i'm telling you i i that that rekindled the interest now that I've always wanted um, not to collect the arcade cabinets because that's just ridiculously expensive, but just to have one of those arcade cabinets that has all of them on it. Oh right, yeah, it'd just be so epic, dude! Just just charging through everything. <laughs> yeah, so I totally want to check this out. And uh, cool thing is, like Heather likes playing old school arcade games, so I think that might be day night. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you'd be able to check out the link in the show notes, but it's in South Pasadena. So, uh, all you have to go is also check out Neo retro arcade.com and you'll be able to see all it. it it's pretty simple. They even have a setup where you can do like parties. Like if you want to have a group of 10 or more and it's just basically 15 bucks a person, you get all this extra shit. So yeah, check it out. All right. So in our take my money section this week, uh, 2DS price drop! So, as if anyone is really surprised with this. Uh, the Nintendo 2DS, according to Polygon, gets a price drop uh, from $129.99 to $99.99. So, obviously, for those of you that you know can't do all the math, that's mm-hmm. $30. Bucks. Um, starting August 30th, the company announced last week, the 2DS will come packed with a digital version of Mario Kart 7 
Nintendo confirmed. That's cool. Yeah. You know, because it goes down and you get one of the best games. Yeah. So the price drop lands as Nintendo prepares to launch Little Battlers Experience August 21st for the 2DS and Nintendo 3DS in the game builders play customize and battle robots made from more than 4,000 parts. Uh, the Nintendo 2DS was released in October 12, 2013. Uh, okay, so was it was two years. Okay, I thought it was... I wasn't sure. I was like, has it been a year or like almost two since they released that? Because it kind of, they announced it and then it just kind of went away. <laughs> like you didn't see all that, <laughs> a lot of uh, information on it. But uh, the console plays the entire 3DS and DS libraries, but only in 2D. Uh, the f- form factor is a flex, a fixed slate as opposed to the uh, 3DS's clamshell design, folding design. The hardware remains this, uh, will remain the same uh, and uh, also includes dual screens and, uh, and a touchscreen. So if you're thinking about picking up that too, because I always thought that if I was picking up, I didn't really like the 3DS because that 3, I was, I played it once and that 3D kind of fucked well, me a little bit. I'm okay with it if you take turn the 3D off. Well, I think it's cool, but I mean, you're. I also in the back of my head know I'm paying for right. that function, and then I'm not going to use it, so that kind of bugs me. But you know, whatever. Yeah. The two the two DS is pretty cool. I I think it's the closest you'll get to that Game Boy feel. Yeah. Right. You know, because it doesn't fold; it's just a big thing. Yeah. And yeah. how big are the screens? Are they are they XL size or are they normal 3DS size? Um, I think they're normal 3DS size. Because it doesn't say. Yeah, because I can't. I couldn't remember. I'm telling you though, man. They uh, the 2DS is pretty dope. Yeah. I think it's XL because it's pretty fucking big. That at least the top screen is XL. Mm. I don't know. I'm still seeing on the Nintendo website it says 129. Was that price drop? August 30th. Mm. I'm sorry. sorry. I didn't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> this, proves to, this proves that Adam doesn't listen to me when I speak. So, uh, yeah, on August 30th, the price drop. For those other for those of you that are like Adam and didn't hear me, August 30th would be a time to... I just wanted you to repeat it for the audience. Um, <laughs> actually, you know what? I'm kind of thinking about this, too, dude. Cause I, it... I, I am, too, because I got looked and I go, oh, that might be kind of cool to get, especially with the Mario Kart game. Because I've really been missing Nintendo games, but I don't want a Wii U. Right. Especially with all these whispers about the new one coming out. Right. And, I mean, Pokemon, Zelda. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> all right. Well, maybe we should just uh, dive into the news. Do it! <laughs> Here in the news. <laughs> so, in TV news this week... Well, this uh, actually comes from uh, The Hollywood Reporter. The Hollywood Reporter is reporting (laughs) that ABC and Marvel are changing course on their former Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. spinoff. The network had handed out a pilot order to to a Marvel drama starring Adrienne Paliak, the woman that was supposed to play Wonder Woman in the uh, David E. Kelly uh, Wonder Woman TV pilot. As Bobby Morris, a.k.a. Mockingbird, and Nick Blood, Lance Hunter, The Hollywood Reporter, has confirmed the title Marvel's Most Wanted. The drama was rumored to be in early development last pilot season and was originally conceived as an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. spinoff featuring both characters. However, Marvel and ABC have instead picked up 
uh, pilot for what is being described as a new take that will focus on the duo, the same duo, and their continuing adventures. Wow. Yeah, so that uh, ringer. <laughs> wow. Just uh, turn that turn off. off. Yeah. Please, please continue to speak. All right. Um, sources tell T, uh, THR that it's too soon to determine how or if the potential series would be launched as a backdoor pilot. <laughs> backdoor. Uh, in the upcoming third season of Marvel's uh, first scripted drama, Marvel's Marvel's most wanted hails from the same producers of last year's seemingly co- uh, conceived spinoff, Shield executive producer Jeffrey Bell and series writer Paul Zabertsky of Lost and Marvel TV head Jeff Loeb is attached as EP. So if this actually goes, that means there'll be three Marvel shows on ABC, Shield, Agent Carter, and Marvel's most wanted. Marvel's most wanted. I mean. Adrian uh, Paliak is very easy on the eyes. Uh, she was also in G.I. Joe uh, 2, whatever that second one was. Um, and, Google time. Oh, yeah, she is. Yeah. And uh, I like her char- her chemistry with uh, Nick Blood, who plays uh, Lance Hunter on the show. So that would be kind of – it would be good to watch them, but uh, I don't know. We'll have to see what this focus is in on because what are they going after – Marvel exclusive badasses, probably. Yeah, I don't know. It... The Rhino, <laughs> hmm. the Juggernaut. I'm, I'm the, the jugger- Juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> Turn a meme into the line of a movie. That's. <sighs> you know, speaking of juggernauts in comedy. Wow. No. No. Wow. Sorry. Sony Picture Home Entertainment has just announced they will be celebrating the 40th anniversary Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I love Fucking that movie. classic. I love that movie, too. <laughs> um, with a special edition Blu-ray. The iconic comedy will be getting two <laughs> versions, so let's break it down. A standard version Blu-ray and a limited edition gift set will be released on October 27th of this year. Both versions will include new artwork from Terry Gillum, and 30 minutes of Q&A time straight from the Monty Python and the Holy Grail event at this year's Tribeca Film Festival. The limited edition gift set, however, will be going much further than the standard because it's a limited edition gift set. Um, Not just the tip. <laughs> yeah, it goes all in. Uh, you might end up pregnant, to be honest. In addition to what is offered with the standard edition, you'll also get a collectible castle package that features real catapult action and rubber farm animals. (laughs) Dude! This edition will also feature intro letters from both Terry Gillum and Terry Jones. Um, If you're a fan of Monty Python, which you should be, you obviously need to get this. I I always loved Monty Python because it was English comedy through and through, but it was silly. Yeah. And most English comedy isn't silly. It's very dry, very serious, you know. Right. So I, I love fucking the – every time I see it, I laugh. And it's so stupid. Oh, yeah. When the dude the, the dude is, is just walking and pretending to be on a horse and the dude behind is <laughs> the coconut. <laughs> every time I see it, I'm like, this motherfucker. I saw somebody who was reporting from uh, WizardCon out in uh, i think it was chicago or something like that she's reporting out there and um she's hot and then like 
she's cam- hot. And the camera's far enough away from her, right through the picture is from the Holy Grail. You see uh, Lancelot and the guy behind him with the coconuts clicking as he's going by. <laughs> it's like, it's so iconic when you think about that, you know, that like that or, you know, Camelot, Camelot, it's only a model. <laughs> yeah, but I think um, there was no prices, unfortunately. Um, I'll be getting it. You got to get that that castle. One. That castle, catapulty fucking far battle. That sounds so fucking dope. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. That's something you set up on a table. Oh yeah, I'll be Snapchatting that bitch as you flipping farm animals all across. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on into gaming news. So about 10 years ago, gaming companies that were threatened by the onslaught of online piracy tried slipping DRM-based security measures into their software, which did not curb piracy, nor did it, uh, nor did it a, give a great customer experience. In the last 10 years, we seem to have come a long way from some games being released without DRM, although it seems the sins of the past are coming back to haunt the new Windows 10 operating system. It seems that some games, according to Engadget, that were released way back when uh, will be running into some issues on Windows 10 OS. Microsoft notes that the games uh, that games that run some versions of SafeDisk and SecureROM DRM will not uh, be allowed to run on Windows 10 at all. To break it down even further, old disks of Grand Theft Auto 2, Battlefield 1942, and The Sims will not load and will cause Shatner S screams in the middle of the night. <laughs> <God>! <laughs> um, as uh, I, I don't know why I wrote that. I just thought that was kind of funny. Um, as Microsoft's Bor Schneider jo- John says, this DRM intrudes so deeply into your system that it'll introduce a possible loophole for computer viruses. The old saying that DRM was to punish the actual consumer more than the pirate really comes into play on this one. Some uh, developers have already patched are already patching out the painful DRM and digital stores like OGO, I mean OGOG, <laughs> sell versions that are not subjected to the restrictive software. Of course, there are cracking tools, but I never recommend them because half the time they never work. Uh, it seems that the objective of DRM, which was designed to prevent pirates from playing these games, playing the games is out only to punish the people that actually bought the games as pirated games have only risen since 2015 it seems that the punishing the law-abiding citizen is the goal of drm and not the pirates so yeah i drm is dumb yeah like it's it's just it needs to stop i i understand the concept but when you still have people complaining about you know and these are legitimate people like buying the game and having issues because of drm it's like you you need to stop because if you really look at it we didn't have all this drm in the past yet more there's more theft right it's become a game now for people yeah like oh they're gonna crack it ha i got it for free you know what i mean right just don't don't do that. First of all, no one wants a bootleg game because it always runs like shit. You can't play multiplayer. Right. You know, it, it, anyone who's bootlegging a game, they're only bootlegging it to test it. There are the fringe few 
that only play bootlegged games and right. they live a sad life because they're never <laughs> playing a full version of a game. Like and, th- and those are the ones that are sitting there complaining about this game's bullshit because I did it and I didn't pay for it, but it's still bullshit because I got to do this. And it's like, fucking shut up. It's, it's funny too because I've heard people go, oh, I bootleg games because you never know if it's going to be good or not. Um, that's <laughs> why you don't buy it on release day. Right. And you wait and see what everybody says about it. It's like, dude, shut the. F- it's like, oh god, that shit like that bothers me. It's whatever. I mean, I don't judge people that's that bootleg games. I don't really. But I judge. I, I don't. I don't judge people that bootleg games. But I judge people. I mean, I've bootlegged games in the past. You know, whatever. But anytime I bootleg a game, if I like the game, I delete the bootleg and go buy it. Yeah, I've never really bootlegged a game. Honestly, I think because I never really. I guess because, for gaming, I always just kind of bought the game. Yeah. You no, know, because it was just for me. It was just kind of like, ah, fuck it. I'm just gonna do it. But also, most bootlegs are PC versions anyway, and I don't play PC versions. Now I do bootleg. Um, and I have no problems with this. I bootleg classic games. Right. Like if if I if I'm feeling a little nostalgic, I want to play an NES title. I I got I got those on my computer. Especially if you have games that aren't even out in out in production. Yeah. Because I remember I wanted to play um, Maniac Mansion again. Because <laughs> I love that game. And um, they're like, oh, well, one, that game isn't on uh, the fucking, you know, remastered ones that Nintendo does. But even if it was, right. like I already paid – my mom paid for that when I was eight. <laughs> I don't need to buy it so again. So, damn it, that money's still good. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> I'm receipt. on the cheap. Because I'm on the cheap. <laughs> I got my receipt, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, shit. So – here we go. Fuck DRM. Let's talk about some good shit. I was going to say, are you going to segue? <laughs> no segue. Um, at this year's Disney D23 Expo in the States, some were let down that we didn't see any footage of the upcoming Kingdom Hearts 3 game. Uh, sure, we learned the game will feature a world based on Big Hero 6. However, it would have been nice to see something from the heavily anticipated game. Well, you won't have to wait much longer. Game, game, I always have a problem. Gama, Gamatsu. Gematsu <laughs> has confirmed all new footage from the Square Enix title will be shown at Disney's 2015 D3 Expo in Japan. Motherfuckers. I know. On November 3rd. The footage will be shown during a panel featuring special guests um, talking about the game. The event will take place twice on that same day. And more details can be found on Disney Japan's official event page. Uh, make sure you brush up on your Japanese before you go there. Um Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, will release on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, hopefully sooner than later. Right. Um, this kind of makes sense. I mean, yeah, I mean, Kingdom Hearts is bigger in Japan than it is in the U.S. But, but it makes sense because it's a Japanese game, but that Japanese game is also half an American company because of all the Disney characters in there. Mm-hmm. So they could have thrown us something. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because now we're going to see the footage going to be in Japanese you know, and all this bullshit. <laughs> uh, love you, love you, love you. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. Like, I love. Is that, I love, is that racist? <laughs> yes. I love Japan. I love the Japanese people. I know they don't like us, according to recent polls, but I don't care. <laughs> um, and I, I have no qualms with them getting the video footage first. It just would have been nice, you know. Right. 
get it over here too. I can't wait for this fucking game to come out, dude. Yeah, I know. I'm so stoked on that. I need to replay because I have um I played the first Kingdom Hearts, and I beat it, but I never really played through the second one. I never finished the second one because I got I can't remember which part I got to and I stopped. Uh, but then I picked it up with a friend and but I liked it, but I just got to a part that was hard. But I have I think the remasters of both of them. I have the remasters of the second one, and that comes with um, Unchained Memories or whatever, too. Yeah. So I'm thinking about throwing that up, dude, and getting through that real quick, but yeah. I don't have time right now. <laughs> Maybe only, that's, that's my life. plan. That's my plan, by the way, in that vacation time I have next month. Play some games. My wife asked me, she's like, what are you going to do on your vacation? It's like, we don't have any money, so I don't know where you're going. I was like, I don't need money to have fun. I got plenty of shit at my house. Why do you think I set up my house with shit? Right. You know, so I go, I plan on picking a game that I have and beating it. Right. I don't give a fuck what game it is. <laughs> I just need to beat a fucking game. I haven't beaten a game in over a year. Hmm. I'm just so busy all the time. I never even beat Batman. I thought you beat it, but you were going for the extra stuff. No, I got like right to the end. Oh. And then I just, I don't know. You went lip dick. I do that with the Batman games, though. I love them so much, but then I burn out on it because that's the only game I'll play. Right. And then I don't want – by the time I get to the end, I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> so I'll probably go back to it. And, and that game is kind of difficult. Oh, yeah. Either I'm getting old or I don't know, but I fucking – It's a mixture of both. Ass, I know. I was getting my ass kicked. <laughs> getting frustrated harley quinn of all people right her little, her little cronies were kicking my ass i'm like fuck this bitch dude <laughs> that's because you have a you know you have a soft spot for her so it's like it's true they want... played her so well in that game too i don't want to beat her up too hard <laughs> beat her up with this d <laughs> yeah. no they played her really good good in that game like just just the um well the voice of course was perfect but the yeah. the um just how she's kind of like looks aloof like she's right. pissed <laughs> off but she's just uh, and she's like <laughs> circling fucking uh robin it was just it was perfect you know it was really good but um that's my plan and i might beat that kingdom hearts too yeah that, I, th- I think i might i still gotta download the the um what was it god of war 3 for because that's free on playstation gotta download that for my ps3 yeah but yeah. i beat i beat all those games too mm. i've beat the psp one what well, aren't you special? Because I had it on the PSP. That was like the dopest. I remember when the PSP came out. I was like, I can't believe I'm playing a game like this right now. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like one of three games that was dope on the PS3. Uh, all right. Moving into comic news. So coming from comicbook.com is reporting that Marvel Comics has released a new preview of Captain America White number one. Reuniting with the Eisner writing creative team of Jeff Loeb and artist Tim Sale, uh, given by the title, this is actually the white uh, Captain America. Uh, The new series follows Loeb and Sale's previous collaborations on Spider-Man Blue, Daredevil Yellow, and Hulk Gray. The series tells a new story of Captain America and Bucky Barnes that will, uh, and the first issue will reprint the contents of Captain America White Number Zero, and uh, you can we have the link for the site so you can check out the preview pages. I if I I get this one, but they have the uh, Scotty Young cover too, which has the little baby Captain America standing there in blue, and behind him is the red white stripes in his shadow. So it's it's kind of cool. 
So I'll probably end up getting that one, the variant cover. Um, that does sound cool. And <laughs> what? You already know that I want to say something that has nothing to do with what you're talking about when I go, right. yeah, that sounds cool. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, please finish your story. I thought you uh, would. Uh, no, just the, the last bit. You can see the actual preview art, which is actually kind of cool because the artwork is classic Captain America. So you get classic Iron Man with the, uh, instead of the rounded head, like the yellow face oh, paint yeah. actually points up. So it's some actually cool little artwork in that. So yeah, that squared off chin and shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, so it's um, really classic, uh, really classic Captain America, uh, Ant-Man and the wasp in there so i like that vintage look they have on there looks like it was colored with like uh color colored pencils and shit yeah, yeah. yeah it's so good bucky <laughs> <laughs> anyway this was a before i get into my story there's a little interlude um at the beginning of this i was telling either the beginning of this or earlier t- today i was talking to steve about arcades because he's talking about that that neon retro arcade I was like, there's fucking only one arcade in Arizona and it blows. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> there are tons of arcades here. Old school, new school, whatever. So, And I found this place called Pizza Old school, Mart. new school, middle school. <laughs> <laughs> I found this place called Pizza Mart. Now, I've, pl- I've passed this place a couple times. And I just ignore it because it's called Pizza Mart. <laughs> I know. It, it, say- it has Mart in it. Yeah, yeah. you're like, I don't, yeah. nope, bye. Um, but it's actually, <laughs> this is what it is, though. It's fashioned like an 80s pizza place so there's tons of classic arcade games in it nice and the prices are 80s you can get ice cream for 50 cents oh shit the large pizza's five bucks i'm like oh i know where i'm going dude when i come out to visit dude we we hit that up we got to hit up pizza mart dude they need to change that name though. Ooh. You and I, you and I get like '80s clothes. We like Bill and Ted take a picture in front of Pizza Mart. <laughs> it even says if you go to the description, the name Pizza Mart might not sound too appetizing, but we promise it isn't the Kmart of pizza. <laughs> it's not that far from me either. It's like 15 minutes away. Anyway, anyways, my story is going to be a little boring because it's about a statue and you can't see it, but. <laughs> It is what it is. So, statue maker Kotobukai, pretty sure that's how you pronounce it, Kotobukai, um, has unveiled its new Lady Deadpool statue. Miss Deadpool joins the company's line of Marvel um, Bashuo, Bash, I think Bashuo figures. Sure. I was doing so good with Kotobukai, and then <laughs> um, you, the, you fixated on Kotobukai like so much. Kotobukai. <laughs> And then I forgot that other word was there. <laughs> um, the Lady Deadpool or Wanda Wilson uh, statue stands at nine inches tall and features interchangeable pads to customize the overall yeah. look. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it comes with two different heads uh, to choose from, one with the mask on and one with the mask off. And it looks like you can change what she's holding to. Um, this <laughs> statue is based on the artwork from Shenya Yamashita. Yamashita. Shenya Yamashita. I'm actually better at figuring out Japanese names than English ones. Well, because in English you have silent Zs and Ts and confusing as shit. You know, and I'm not, I, you know, don't think I'm some anime kid that like learned Japanese so I could watch Dragon Ball. No. 
It never happened. No, um, he learned it so he could watch those sexualized ones. <laughs> learned it so I can hit up some Japanese girls. Um, pre-orders are already available for 75 USD. You know, 75 is not bad. Um, the Kota Bukai line, they, they, they're not as expensive as something you'd get from DC Direct or, uh, or the Marvel officials. But they're really good. And, and they're, they're in an anime style, obviously. Uh, if you go to LazyGeese.com, you can see a picture of said statue. Um, check out their other Marvel line, too. Cause I don't think they get enough play. Like Everyone always talks about the, the Marvel and DC official ones, and they're like $400 and shit. Yeah. But uh, Kota Bukai's legit, dude. They, they make right. some really cool shit. Speaking of which, I was going to say, did you see the Batgirl black and white uh, statue? No, I did not, but I will in a second. <laughs> yeah, because I saw that on my feed today or yesterday, and I was going to say something to you yesterday, and I forgot about it. But they have... I'm looking uh, at it right now. Yeah. Oh, it's like the modern... Yeah. It's like sneakers on. It looks... Oh, she looks so cute. <laughs> she looks like cute, not in a sexy way, like... Like little girl cute. <laughs> I used to have one of the black and whites. I have two of them, I think. Oh my god, I just... <laughs> on the same page. DC Comics bombshell, the Joker Harley Quinn statue. She's dressed as a uh, like a nurse, and she's kissing him too much, and he looks frightened. <laughs> DC Direct actually isn't that expensive either. There's some of them that are kind of dumb. Yeah, like how expensive, like uh, the Gotham City Garage Harley Quinn. She's on a motorcycle. That's three fifty. Mm. But then they have. But you know the sideshow ones are the ones. Sideshow, but I mean, I know <laughs> sideshow's legit. But I think a lot of that is name now too. Like yeah. you're paying for the name. Um, I only have one statue. I wouldn't mind getting some other ones. But that's one of those things that's like, if you don't have the money, you don't have the fucking money. Right. You know, rent's got to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> And my uh, my, uh, my Harley Quinn statue is um one of the DC Directs is one of nine thousand made. Yeah, very proud. Has the number handwritten on the bottom of which number it was in the series. And it's uh, broken before. <laughs> <laughs> I still have that uh back row one you got me. Mm. Well, I hope so. I don't know what you would do with it. <laughs> well, you know. I actually wouldn't mind it's having late. Right, I wouldn't mind having all the versions of Harley Quinn, like the one, the two from the games, and the one from the modern comics, and the one from the movie that's coming out, and then I have the standard leotard Harley Quinn. That would be so dope. <laughs> I would be the coolest kid in the neighborhood. <laughs> Can we go to Adam's house? He's got all the cool shit. <laughs> I just want to whack off and all sort of cool statues. <laughs> Get out of my house! <laughs> All right, so for tech news this week, obviously we couldn't get away from it. We had to talk about Ashley Madison. Ashley Madison. Shh. Remember when that was their tag for a while? Shh. Yeah. Or the commercial of improbability. If you've ever listened to that commercial, oh my god! If you listen to if you listen to the Howard Stern show, you know which one we're talking about. They haven't aired it in a while, though. Oh, yeah? The last couple episodes. Um, Yeah, so basically the commercial... Well, probably because of the hack. Because the hack happened a while back. Yeah, that's true. But what does that have to do with it? Um, The commercial... First of all, there's one thing in this commercial. Every time the guy talks, you can you can hear the liquid in his mouth. <laughs> that always bothers me. <laughs> I don't know, but whatever. Um, 
he finds the wife's iPad. Yeah. He goes, I found your Ashley Madison account on the iPad. And she goes, oh. And he's that's like, all you have to say. That's all you have to say? And she goes, she goes into this thing, and the music even changes, you know. <laughs> and she goes into this whole thing. She's like, I need romance. I need love. I need excitement, all this bullshit. His answer is, you know, I kind of, I'm kind of okay with that, and I understand. And then she's like, but I don't want to lose our, our love and our commitment together. And, he and goes, then our, our kids, our, our house. Kids. <laughs> and then here's the second worst part. And she goes, I think it could work for you as well. And he goes, you think? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so the, here, here's – the dude finds out his chick is cheating, okay? <laughs> Worse than that, the chick suggests – this is the least probable. The chick suggests, well, you should cheat too. No. Right. Even if she was cheating, she wouldn't say cheat too. <laughs> right. And the funny thing is is that last night when Adam and I were talking uh, – messaging this i was like going yeah and the second commercial would be them in front of the kids going we're getting a divorce because your mom's a fucking whore yeah <laughs> that would be that would be more reality and and like this whole ashley madison thing and, we, and steve and i were talking about yesterday look from a security from technology standpoint this is pretty bad right. and we need to learn from this and we need to f- figure out how this happened so it doesn't happen to something something else or whatever but it's also one of those things where you kind of – you don't feel bad for the people involved. Right. Almost and, – and that – you know, of course, that's a morality thing. But it's just like whatever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I, I was listening to other people that you know were talking about this too. And they all had the same thing I the, – the same account that I have. And I think Adam shares this one too. If this wasn't Ashley Madison – this would be gone in a day. Yeah. Like two days. It would be gone. Um, one of the big issues that, that I have with this is that everybody's talking about this and making their jokes and cracking on that. But I have yet to see anybody go into the story about how the IRS lost or was hacked for 20 million Social Security numbers. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody gave a shit about that. It's like, Really? It, so to me, it's one of those things of like, yeah, you can make your jokes, haha, blah blah blah, you know, do all that. But you know, when people when when it happened with Target, people flip shit. But oh, because these are cheating people. Oh, it's funny now. It's like we we've turned into we've become this country that just lives on gossip, and I mean, we do look at all the shit you see on TV, and it, it's funny in the aspect of. Yeah, Ashley Madison brought it on themselves because when Adam and I were talking about this, we were saying that, yeah, they even say on their website, 100% secure, we're, you know, we're protected, basically saying, come on, hackers, try to hack us. Yeah. And they probably had Windows Defender, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> as their security. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's funny to me. It is funny to me in a sense that, it's almost the old the old saying of a cheater is always going to get caught. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's funny because I always thought Ashley Madison was pretty sleazy, um, and and look, I don't have any religious connection to marriage at all, but I do believe in marriage. I think if you want to make a commitment to one person, I mean, monogamy's been around for a long time. 
You know, so if you're going to do it, do it. If you're going to cheat, then break up with her at least. Show some respect. You know what I mean? Well, how, For can, him. how can you have morals if you're an atheist? I don't. I actually <laughs> um, kill babies on a, on a daily. <laughs> you know, so it's just, I don't know. Like, and my wife and I were talking about this because she's the one that actually brought the whole leak to my attention. She heard it. Am I going to catch your name on there, motherfucker? <laughs> uh, no. She, As you're she, on the computer, baby, what's that email you use all the time? <laughs> <laughs> um, she, she heard it on. Uh, one of the Spanish news networks <laughs> on TV. And um, sometimes she'll get the breaking like gossipy news faster than I do because I'm not on those particular sites. Yeah. <laughs> so um, she, <laughs> she told me about it and she was, she was like, you know, typical a little, little nervous, you know, a little sweat no, on the top of, of course. Not. She goes, uh, she goes, serves them right. You know, blah, 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 blah. And I told her the same thing. I said, look, from a security technological standpoint, we, we need to pay attention so this doesn't happen again. But I kind of agree with you. Like, I don't really feel bad for the people involved. You should have threw her off and go, why? What's I mean, this is horrible. Why? You know, I, like, you start stammering. It start like coming to their defense. It was so funny because Ashley Madison has um, pop up ads. Yeah. And I was I was uh, testing out um, some sites with Internet Explorer, seeing if they would work better for for school. And then I just, you know, you're on one browser, you just end up staying on it, <laughs> you know. And it's I'm, like YouTube. I'm, yeah, and I'm just, I'm going to different sites. And I went to, I don't know what site I went to, but it, there was an Ashley Madison pop up, and I didn't realize, you know, I didn't care, and I, I left, but my whole screen was Ashley Madison, <laughs> you know. And I come in, and my wife's giving me that steady eye, and I'm like, uh, what, what's up? She's like, this is what you're doing. You're on AshleyMadison.com, and I go, who the fuck is Ashley Madison? I completely forgot the site existed. I was like, what? I don't know that bitch. Who's that bitch? And, and I was like, oh, that's a pop-up ad. And the only thing that saved me is it was one of those ads that has no address bar at the top. Oh, right, yeah. But yeah, she was looking at me a little funny. <laughs> I don't know nothing about that. Uh, but... You know, the and the only reason this came out was because the group that told uh, the parent company to get rid of the site didn't. They released 10 gigs compressed of uh, emails, partial credit card numbers. Uh, and what's funny is that the credit the the email addresses are .gov or a lot of military yeah. email addresses. Uh, it was funny too because I was. You know, listening. that makes sense though because you hear a lot of times, and I'm not saying all of them, of course. You hear a lot of times these, uh, these guys or women too. They they go they go overseas on service. Yeah. And the and the the spouse that's at home get right. a little lonely. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And the funny thing was is that a lot of these, uh, a lot of them were saying uh, a lot of these tech people that I was listening to go. That's why if you ever go to these sites, you should always use a burner email and a prepaid credit card. You know, because, They're all helping you out. Like, yeah, you know. And I started laughing because I was like, well, yeah, I go – and but here's some things too. There are – you know, obviously there are people – but there's also, you know, sometimes – because they don't e verify emails and credit cards and stuff like that. So one of the things that somebody had said, they go, what if you got hacked and somebody used your email? You know, they go – you know, it, it sounds like an excuse, but it could, you know, there could be some legitimate ones, you know, like, no, this wasn't me. <laughs> but uh, they said that with the emails that were the, uh, that all of that information was leaked. And then they 
so then later last week they dropped i think it was what 20 gigs more of information but they said some of the things in that next batch wasn't as big as the first one basically in the media's eyes it wasn't as big because it wasn't as gossipy exactly. as the first batch the second batch actually contained source code from the site uh internal emails from the the ceo uh and bulletins but some of those files were corrupted uh meaning you know, either the files were corrupted or they got corrupted when they were uploaded. Uh, but they said a lot of it was more technical information, which for people that don't care about the gossipy, they're looking at it and to show they really got into this. Yeah. So that's, I think, the, the second aspect is really the more security standpoint that you should be looking at because if, when they got hacked, they got hacked like hard. And uh, you know the first is for yeah, the someone opened someone opened the gates and strolled the fuck in. Like exactly, it wasn't, it wasn't just a small leak. Right. So um, in in this instance, it's one of those where you're just kind of like, yeah, you know, we don't feel bad for a lot of them, and you know, for people that got caught. And like you say, if you're using Ashley Madison, your marriage is already over. Um, but at pretty the same, much. <laughs> but at the same token, we should be looking at the hack in a different light. We should be looking at it as like, and, and there is a class action lawsuit. And this was another thing that I think made the thing even bigger is because they promoted that if you, what was it? If you get rid of your account or something like that, you pay an extra 20 bucks and they'll delete all of your information. Now, every, anybody who's anybody with in tech knows that information is never deleted. Yeah. Never they might delete it from their shit. Right. But it's still there somewhere. Yeah, there's a backup of a backup of a backup of it somewhere. And if you're paying 20 bucks to get rid of every piece of information, you'd be paying more than 20 bucks. I guarantee you that. But a lot of information was still there. So there, there's a couple of states already fighting clash action lawsuits for fraud for Ashley Madison because their information is still there. Now, they, some are already saying that Ashley Madison is using their terms of service as a as a way to kind of cop out of saying like well you know you signed a terms of service and says that we can do it's like no when you told the customer we can get rid of all of your information just pay us 20 bucks it's like your it department should be able to tell you we won't be able to scrub them like from the system entirely you know this isn't the internet (laughs) you know it's so yeah i don't see this company ever coming back from from this so, but what we're trying to say is use a burner email. It's just easier. Well, way. <laughs> the biggest thing, and the reason why I really don't think they're ever going to come back from this too, is because no one, you have two problems. One, the people that used Ashley Madison don't want to say they used it. Right. And that's the only people that would defend them. Everyone else is, doesn't give a shit because it's Ashley Madison. Right. They think it's funny, but they just don't care about the company. And it's easier to write them off. It's easier to be like, whatever, fuck Ashley Madison should have been there anyway. And then the people that were using it, that it's not it's not like, oh, my Amazon information got out. It's okay to use Amazon. No no one judges you for using Amazon. But if you're like, oh, my information on the, the site I used to cheat on my wife got out, right. they're never going to use it again because they were already paranoid in the first place. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> Just go to a bar like everybody yeah, else. Exactly. Jesus. Go a couple towns over. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that's what I do. I'm just saying. 
uh, like I kept saying at work this week, it's like, I'm not saying this happened, but I'm saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always love, I'm not naming names, but Steve. <laughs> and then point. Uh, Wesley's using it for a science project. Yeah, exactly. So. That, that's what happened is, is Wesley was using the, um, the <laughs> Ashley Madison servers for a science project. And yeah, shit got, nanites got into it and yep, that shit went south. I mean, you know how it goes. <laughs> Right. You know, it's, it's it's always a situation. But just remember, here at the Lazy Geeks, we're a hundred percent discreet. Yes. So, you know. <laughs> dude, um, dude. <laughs> but Adam, I saw you had your I saw your iPad and I saw you were on the Lazy Geeks. <laughs> <laughs> you damn right I was. We should do a parody commercial of that. We should. <laughs> It's like a... Adam, I saw your iPad. Yeah. First of all, I don't have an iPad. Go fuck yourself. I saw your Samsung. That ain't my iPad. Who's bitching? <laughs> I'm freaking out. I saw your um, Samsung Note tablet. Yeah. I actually want one of those too. If I had the money, I'd grab them. It was so fucking cool. Yeah. But I have a Note phone, so it's like, I don't know. Is Never... it really overkill though? No. Never... <laughs> exactly. Never overkill. Oh man. All right. Many times people, companies, or someone does something that's straight up bitch. This is a section of the podcast called This Week's This Bitch. So this week's This Bitch, I'm just going to jump right into it. And this comes from the Huffington Post. Another round of shots, good sir. Commissioners in Daytona Beach, Florida, approved a measure Wednesday that will allow the opening of of a 12-lane range connected to a booze-filled restaurant. Commissioners were leery at first because alcohol and guns don't mix, but they came around to the idea according to the Daytona Beach News Journal. The paper reports, I've gone back and forth on this, said Commissioner Pam Woods, who later cast a yes vote. I was leery, echoed uh, Commissioner Patrick Henry. Patrick Henry, really, dude? Isn't he the uh, give me freedom or give me death guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, dude? Who, was, who also supported the business. Uh, Commissioner Tr- Ruth Tagger, or Trager wasn't won over by the, businesses, by the new business's developers at the meeting who explained the precautions they'll take, and she cast the lone no vote. She drilled the business partners with questions about how they'll know if someone is sober or a felon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they were reporting reportedly swayed at the business's strict rules against shooting after drinking. Everyone who eats and drinks at the restaurant will have to submit to an ID scan, and if they have had alcohol, they won't be allowed to shoot at the range that day, the WFTV reports. In addition, guns won't be allowed in the restaurant, though commissioners pointed out that the policy won't stop people with concealed carry licenses from entering. Patrons who go to the gun range will also have to sign an affidavit promising they're not drunk. Uh, but why risk uh, why risk it by allowing, allowing booze in the restaurant in the first place? Co-founder Ron Perkinson said, at the, um, said the eatery won't be profitable without liberations, uh, libations. Quote, safely is obviously, safety is obviously key and a number one for not only me, but everyone else there, everything is going to be revolved around safety, he told WFTV. He said that he would be consider, consider installing metal detectors at the restaurant if the commissioners asked him for it, but they didn't. 
But they didn't. Right. So, for me, the article was uh, kind of funny because the article's headline reads, Florida gun range to serve booze because what could go wrong? And, yeah, absolutely. What could go wrong? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, alcohol and guns mix about as well as bleach and ammonia. Right. You know, and it's it's funny to me that no one thought this was a bad idea. <laughs> I know. Like, where Where is this happening again? I, I missed the location. Of course you did. Fuck uh, you. I heard the whole thing. I just <laughs> missed the location. <laughs> Daytona Beach, Florida. You need to calm down. Change out your tampon. Stop bitching. <laughs> See, your tone is all raw. <laughs> no, fuck a voice. Piss me off. <laughs> Get all serious. <laughs> Sick of this shit. <laughs> damn mouth. <Yeah>. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, um, the... I don't know. I honestly don't know how I feel about the whole gun thing in this country. Like, each side makes a valid point. Right. I mean, you have your fringe, like, people that are fucking nuts. Like, you have people that think we should have um, auto automatic weapons, like, strapped to our back while we go to Walmart. Armor-piercing bullets and shit. Right. Yeah. And then you have people on the other side that think everyone's – once we get rid of guns, everyone's just going to be fucking passing out daisies and looking at rainbows all fucking day. Right. You know, but I I don't – I honestly it's, – it's one of those issues I can't – I can't figure out which one I want. <laughs> I mean, to me... Nor do I care, really. I, whatever. To, to me, it's like... You have gun enthusiasts. And to be honest, I think gun enthusiasts should be registered. If you're a gun enthusiast, so you want to carry special automated weapons and you know armor-piercing rounds and all of that, you should have a special type of license to do that. Uh, which involves this much amount of gun safety all of that shit registering these weapons because those aren't weapons normal people need now if you want to carry a glock or a nine millimeter or something along that lines for defense purposes okay you have to go to training before you get the gun you pass a background check you get the gun no big deal the problem that i have is these is the fringe on both sides the ones that well if we get rid of all guns we'll we'll live in this utopia bullshit because you know what the ones that get the guns are the ones that don't buy them from the mom and pop gun shops exactly you know the and you know and look at i mean everybody says strengthen the laws that we do have which is true because if you look at the you know two people that committed these latest crimes you know the the shooting insurance they bought their gun legally but there was a there was a fuck up in the system so fix the fuck up and but then you have the other ones that are like well i need to have an ar-15 full automatic armor piercing rounds this bazooka tank and all of this and it's like no you don't i need it i need it for hunting what the fuck are you hunting Like you don't need that. You just have a small are you, penis. Are you hunting? Are you hunting hordes of like you know? Uh, uh, fuck, man. I'm trying to think of like rhinos. Uh, no, I'm thinking like hordes of uh, uh, hordes of whores. <laughs> hordes of whores. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, 
hordes of like uh, uh fuck those creatures from lord of the rings and uh orcs orcs yeah like, what do you mean? like hunting a horde of orc of orcs to like you know take a hill or something like that i don't know how i feel about your mistake that you just made but we can come <laughs> back to that at a later time um i mean there's obvious things like armor piercing bullets why why do you need right no no criminal <laughs> If a criminal comes to you in full armor, he probably deserves to kill you. You know, like, there's no... The, the person trying to mug you does not have fucking armor on. Right. You know what I mean? It's just stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't have any problem with guns, really. Yeah. Um, and I live in an open carry state, you know. Yeah. You don't always see people... It, it's so funny, because people think in Arizona everyone's got a gun on their hip. I never see a gun. It's so rare, well, and yeah. it's usually it's some old dude. <laughs> yeah, but that's what the the media tries to perpetuate for their slant because they're all anti-gun. Yeah. So I know people that carry them in their cars and shit. Yeah, and you know, but the thing the thing is is that with in, in those instances, uh, when you have people that sit there and say like, um, see, here's okay, I've I formulated my thought. Why is it that the average citizen should be able to purchase armor-piercing rounds, full automatics, yet the police, in most instances, and I'm taking here in L.A. the instance of the the Hollywood North Hollywood shootout, when all they had were nine millimeters and you know, and rifles or shotguns that wouldn't be able to penetrate. Now, obviously, there's some people out there they're gonna sit there and go, "Are you kidding, man? Do you, what the cops got? They've got yeah." Uh, uh, semi-automatic rifles, but nothing that's going to destroy a tank. Yeah, that come that comes at them. And I don't believe in militarizing the police, but if the police know that you have gangbangers out there that are carrying modified weaponry, they should have some modified weaponry. And and the thing is too, it's just going to keep getting worse and worse. Yeah, like if if you allow um, people to have armor piercing bullets then you're going to have cops that are going to want bigger guns and bigger guns. it's just going right. to keep getting crazy right. um the i don't know man the gun thing's a weird thing like you know what's real funny arizona laws knife laws are actually more lax than the gun laws i walk around with a fucking machete if i wanted to <laughs> people might look at me funny but i can right. legally do it yeah hey well you know, so well, yeah, I know, and it, it's one of those things where when I carry a samurai sword, <laughs> the problem that I have with most people that are for or against guns is I we can't have a good discussion because I use logic, and most people that argue their points are not coming from logic; they're coming from emotion. Well, the big the big um, reason that gun advocates say now is because the whole purpose and this is very true the the purpose of the right to bear arms was was so the average citizen could defend if their government rised up against them right militia yeah and i'm like okay that's a valid point however people are nowadays are going to take that as i don't agree with the president so i'm going to shoot everybody right you know what i mean like because people don't well, I mean, the, the the few lunatics that are out there. But see, again, we can't create a full law. And that's what people want to do is we can't create adjustments to laws because of psychotic few. Yeah. You know, there are. Because they're always going to exist. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 
I mean, the thing is, is that people sit there and live in this, yeah, in that utopia dream that, oh, if we get rid of the guns, the criminals won't have anything to, um, won't have anything. Yeah, the criminals won't have anything to worry about because do you think the criminals are the ones that go to the store and go through the background checks? No. They usually buy that shit on the black market or from corrupt cops who seize the weapons and then sell them for extra money. That's the, real, that's the real issue is that the laws we have now are perfectly fine. They just don't get followed. Yeah. You don't get followed and you have so many laxes. Look at the fucking thing with, um, what was it, the Fast and Furious program with the FBI where they gave weapons to the drug cartels. There's too many palms being greased yeah. in the background, you know? Yeah. And that was because, oh, well, we were selling these weapons to them so we could do this whole sting operation and they ended up using it to kill people. And it's like, oh, and you guys thought that was a good idea? What? <laughs> but then there's then there comes the question, well, okay, well, how do you stop the corruption and then it's like i don't know they've been trying to figure that out for a few thousand years so yeah, exactly it's it's just human nature but i don't it, you can't you can't punish the masses because there's a few people that are fucking it up exactly and then of course it becomes who watches the watchers exactly because yeah. then it then that's the situation it becomes and that's why i kind of understand Although it, 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 your immediate response, it almost sounds like a fringe point to say, just in case the government rises against us. Right. right. Then when you think about it, you're like, okay, well, what if there were no guns and the only people that have the guns are the government? How far could it might go in the future where people are protesting and cops are like, fuck them? Yeah. Because look at, look at what we're seeing. And not all cops, of course, but we're seeing um, – much more violence when it comes to cops interacting with, with the, either it's more violence or we're just seeing it now. Yeah. Um, I think we're just seeing it now. Yeah. Uh, but abuse of powers are like a real thing, yeah. you know, and, and it's, it's, it's never going to stop. Yeah. And if you, if you're on the, the, if you look at a situation and say it's either completely right or completely wrong, you're part of the problem. Right. And that, that's the, that's the biggest issue. So, all right. Well, if you would like to recommend a this bitch for the podcast, please recommend to us on Twitter at the Lazy Geeks using the hashtag this bitch, or even uh, message us directly on Facebook.com, or strictly email us at the Geeks at the Lazy So, if you liked what you heard, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast because once you do, you'll receive all our podcast content tw two shows twice a week. Even while we're on vacation, we will still have two shows twice a week because that's how much we care. Uh, also, make sure that you are leaving us some El Comentos. <laughs> Spanish. Mm. Oh, bilingual now. <laughs> On iTunes. Or El Stitcher. Um, <laughs> wait a minute. Doesn't Stitcher not have comments? Didn't we, ver didn't we say that last part? It has, it has likes. Okay. Well, like us or comment on um, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever else you get the show. Um, if you subscribe to the RSS feed, of course, uh, you can leave comments on the website. Um, there's no like system there, but I mean, you can throw "I like you" and you know we'll get it. You know, use the heart emoji. You know, yeah, <laughs> use, a lot, use a lot of emojis. Yeah, exactly. Especially turkey leg. I like that one. Um, <laughs> I like the beer one. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, if you have some ideas for or topics for the show, don't be afraid to share them with us. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google Plus, and Snapchat, all under the Lazy Geeks one word. If you're looking for us on Snapchat and uh, I mean on Instagram and uh, Twitter, use the at symbol before the Lazy Geeks. 
I'm sure you know that, but I, you know. But seriously. Yeah, got to throw that out there. Now, in a, in a case where it's an email, the at symbol is actually more towards the middle. Yeah. So the geeks at thelazygeeks.com. All right, that is it for this second to final episode of this season of the Lazy Geeks, uh, Lazy Geeks podcast on thelazygeeks.com. Uh, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.